what's she yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are when we're driving in your car. And you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else round Welcome to another episode of Days After Dark. We are in season four. I just realized something today. Last week, no, not last week, Monday, the 1st of November, which was last week, when was that? (laughs) Last week, Tuesday, marks one year since we're doing Days After Dark. And I'm like, hold on a second now. Yeah, I just realized that today. Yay, happy one year anniversary, days after dark. We made it. (laughs) We did a complete circle around the sun. That one, Avril, Avril Lavigne. Good evening again, everyone, and welcome to another episode in season four of Days After Dark. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Moments With Me. Days After Dark is streaming live on QMZRadio.com 
and JanoRadio.com. We have our live studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Please, let's go ahead, leave our inhibitions at the door. We're going to relax and enjoy. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. My co-hosts for tonight are Sinatra Solo and Marlon. Uh, everybody else will be on later. Always grateful, definitely that, you know, that you are all able to be here with me tonight. Going to do a quick check-in, see how everyone is doing. Let me go ahead and start off with Rose Solo. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. Congratulations. One year. One year. We've been doing this one year or so long. One yes. year. Wow. All these milestones. I love it. I love it. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. You. Wow. Thank you. Thank well, you're you. You're a busy lady. I'm good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, what, what, November the 7th? November yes. the 7th. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I got to get up and vote tomorrow. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. um, yeah. Just... Just uh, getting through the day. I'm, I'm feeling much better. I'm happy. I, um, last week, Marlon cursed me out, but I, I was in um, Fort Lauderdale <laughs> for a funeral. But, uh, and then I got sick <laughs> and came back with no voice and no energy. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back and, and talking and feeling better. And um, yeah, I have a sick little one, but she's, she's doing much better as well. So yeah, happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. Well, it's good to hear your voice back to normal. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think officially you need to stop traveling. Just don't go anywhere. I think that's never going to happen. No, that's <laughs> not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is we're going to figure out why every time I go on the cootie plane, I catch the cooties, especially when I have like 15 masks on. Um, <laughs> it's called private jet. So, so we definitely, <laughs> That's the point. So we definitely need to win that $1.9 billion, right? We do. We do. We're going to win that. We're going to win that. And when we win, it. we'll share the love. We'll share the love. Yes, yes, yes. What love that will be. Oh, my gosh. Nine, right. Almost a billion dollars for take home. For some reason, I don't think anybody is going to win tonight. Because it, yeah, tonight, it plays tonight. I don't think anybody's going to win tonight. I think it's going to be the weekend before somebody wins. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Really hoping. Well, just make sure you play whenever you think it's going to be. Yeah. Just play. Yeah, just play. Just play. All right. Thank you so much, Rosolo. Always grateful. Javette, how are you? You better be home, Javette. I am frustrated. What the heck happened? Who messed with Javette? So I walk into my house. And my house feel like a sauna. Oh. Okay, so this thermostat control thingy here that I put up myself maybe a year or two ago. I don't even remember. It's not working. I went out, bought some batteries, put new battery in, still not working. Went out again and bought some more batteries thinking, okay, maybe those batteries don't work. Still not working. So now I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to go to Home Depot and buy a new faceplate. But I don't know if the new faceplate will match this faceplate. And part of me is just like, forget it. I'm going to pay $75 and have somebody come and fix it. <laughs> I was about to say, just pay the $75 and have somebody come and fix it. Oh, my it. God. 
because yeah, that that yeah, you don't want to be like that's miserable. Literally. But like when my first floor is hot, that uh -huh. means my bedroom is like the Caribbean. Oh <laughs> no! Please tell me you have a ceiling fan or you have standing fans or something. I do. Okay, I good. do. Good. Turn it's them just all you on. know. You work all day and you come home and you just want to relax, yeah. right? Yeah. This is why, no, I'm not going to even say it. You, you just move <laughs> on. <laughs> just move on. Just move on. <laughs> oh, my god. Besides gosh. that, I'm alive. Good. So why am I complaining? I have a roof over my head, so why am I complaining? We got to find the silver lining, as Sunette would say, right? We have to. Have to find the silver lining. Oh, I don't hear moments, so why am I complaining? <laughs> uh, you're not hearing me. Are you hearing me? Please tell me you're hearing me. I hear you right now, okay. but I didn't hear you before. I don't know if you hear what. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I had to double check and make sure I paid my bills. You know, I'm like, did, <laughs> you know? I, did I pay the gas bill? You know, I don't know if you guys wow. ever have that issue, but there's sometimes where I just forget some things. Okay, we all forget things from time to time. I have to write everything down, so I have a notepad um, that I keep in the phone. And that, okay, I have the red bar, so I definitely hope y'all are hearing me. I don't know why I'm getting the red bar. Poor connection. Try to find a stronger signal. Okay, I got you. So let's see if you're hearing me. Just let me. I know. hear you. Okay, perfect. I, good. Yes. Yeah. So it's gone. So that happens to all of us. I want to believe, uh, Javette, because what I have to do, I have a notepad on my phone, notepad on my iPad, notepad on the computer, so that I can. And I'm checking every day. Okay, what's to do? What what's to do? What's to do? What's to do? But not only that, you will pay the bills, and then something happens, and you're like, Did I pay the bill? For example, cable. The cable just go out all of a sudden. And you're like, did I not pay the cable bill? And you, you run and you check it like, oh, yes, I did pay that bill. Mm -hmm, and then you're checking mm -hmm. your account to see if, <laughs> oh, yes, it if did it go came through. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes you set it to, yes. to pay and maybe you didn't press the button all the way or right. whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That happened to me once with the, um, with the cell phone bill where I scheduled the payment but did not hit sub submit. And I'm calling them and I'm arguing with these people. <laughs> I was straight ignorant with these people. And the gentleman, he was so patient. He, he said, ma'am, are you sure you pressed the submit button? I said, you hold on right now because I'm going to screenshot an email. <laughs> oh, girl. No oh. screenshot. No screenshot. <laughs> I'm just glad I sleep naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Javette, MK said um, something in the chat here. OMG, that's what I got into. It's crazy hot in the house and just checked the circuit breaker and the switch was off. Check your circuit breaker. Yeah, I did that already. Okay, she did yeah. that already, MK. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, MK. <laughs> Yeah, so um, looks like you're going to have to just cough up the $75 and have someone look at it real quick. And I guarantee you it's going to be something simple. So just watch and ask questions. I'm a YouTuber too, right? So I'll jump on YouTube and be like, okay, 
Yeah, I, I yeah I did that. I mean the thing up on the wall, whatever you call this darn thing, the, the temperature control thing, yeah. thermostat thing. I put it up myself a while back, and it was working on Saturdays. So somewhere between Saturday and today, it decided don't want to work no more. Yeah, yeah. All right, never mind, Javette. We're gonna get that fixed. You're gonna get that fixed. Right, and you're gonna be nice and cool again. You won't be in the tropics. All right. Well, I know Sula is not able to speak. Thank you so much for being here, Sula. Appreciate you, Dre. How are you? If you can speak. Doing good. Doing good. You and your twin in your PTR. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Everybody says my twin. Definitely your twin. No if ands or buts about look that. Look more one. like my sister. Look more like look more like my sister though. It's scary. Really? You had your sister's child? Or you got your sister's child? No, it's just that um at at her age that's exactly how my sister looked. It's so crazy, right? Because um my sister has like a picture, you know, Jamaica they they they, they take like school pictures in, in prep school, right? Yes. And my sister went to Trafalgar Prep. And my dad, I have another sister, you know, half sister. And she went to Trafalgar Prep. I mean, these two sisters are like probably 10 years apart, right? Mm -hmm. And when my other sister took the school picture and I went to look for my dad and the school picture is up. And I'm walking past and I, I said to my sister, what you doing with? My other sister, my biggest, the older one. Mm -hmm. What you doing with her picture in your room? And she was like, no, that's me. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, what? So now my daughter look exactly like the two of them at that age. Wow. Wow. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Wow. Jeans, huh? But do you know, as you said yeah. that, do you know that they say everyone has a twin out there somewhere? Not the person in your immediate family, but everyone has a twin out there somewhere have any has anyone ever approached any of you in here and said hey i i saw somebody that looks just like you has that ever happened to you well yes my story is not that fun and nice it was the man in the airport told me i look like wendy williams remember that <laughs> remember that remember that i changed my hairstyle and everything i went red after that I don't know what everybody's laughing about. What everybody's laughing about. Can you imagine, Dre? I look like Wendy Williams. I didn't know what to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you hand me my tea, yeah. please? You just look at him and walk past him, right? Just, just keep him over. Yo, he was handing me, and then to the point where I went to a Wendy Williams show, and I took a picture in front of her, and I had the, you know, I had the, the long hair, <laughs> and I took the picture in front of her, and I, I sat there that night, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I looked I look at the like picture too, and I was like, hell to know, hell to know. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with Wendy Williams. I'm not saying that, but, but you do not, not look not alike look like at Wendy. all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not at all. I was not happy about that. I wasn't happy. And he thought it was such a, he said, oh my God, you look just like Wendy Williams. He thought it was a compliment. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't. Not yeah. at all. That's not, so no, I don't know about my twin. I know I have a lot of sisters. That my, you know, because my dad was Papa was the Rolling Stone, and we would go. Like, <laughs> I digress. I'm so sorry. I have my voice back. I, I haven't spoken in a while. I, I'm so sorry, everyone. 
Well, I'm just happy to have you all here with me, MK and Virginia in the audience. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, here at Days After Dark, we believe that the building blocks of any relationship are communication, love, intimacy, friendship, and finance. Uh, we're going to have, uh, we are definitely having our relationship advice segment. Rosolo, I might let us do it with me and you because Marlon might be tied up a bit. So I don't know. I feel like I want to start off with one of those letters that you have before jumping into the continuation of true love versus fake love. How are you feeling? We can do that. Just give me two seconds. Maybe sure. play a song or something. Yeah, I'm going and... to pull a song up and let us. All right. Yeah, All because right. we've been in, uh, ignoring these letters and um, even one. And then we the get letters back. Are fun. The letters are fun. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're going to remind everybody about what we covered last week. We spoke about eight signs of fake love. And um, we also started to talk about the 20 differences you must know when it comes to true love versus fake love. So there was a lot that was not covered and we are going to cover it tonight. All right. So let us get a little, uh, let me see here. Um, Evanescence going here for us. Everybody's fool. you're just tuning in to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Welcome to Days After Dark. If you are on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club, follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments With Me. Oh, 
And just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on Internet Radio and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. Tonight's conversation is about love. How to know if someone's love is real, 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 or fake. <laughs> so we started the conversation last week. We're, you know, we're talking about eight signs of fake love. But before we continue uh, with the 20 differences you must know, true love versus fake love, we're going to do a little bit of our inner days segment right now. Uh, Rosolo, let me know when you're ready. I am ready. I am ready. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Perfect. Perfect. Hey. Ah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. All right. So our first letter of the day is of the evening, I should say, is courtesy of Dear Abby. And the subject is wife struggles with husband's repeat infidelity. After 40 years of marriage, I just found out my husband has been having an affair. And I'm sorry, an emotional affair. In addition to an actual girlfriend he had 15 years ago. I forgave him the last time. This time, he has only said he is wrong. But he hasn't offered an apology, nor is he remorseful. How can this be resolved? I have removed my wedding rings and refused to go to his family gatherings. I've read that if he doesn't have remorse and asks for forgiveness, it just won't work. Moreover, he blames me for his poor, impulsive choices. Then he minimizes what he did and tells me I'm quote-unquote overreacting. How do I gain his respect? How do you convince someone how badly they have hurt you and get them to make better choices. Signed, wrong in Delaware. All right, moments. Okay. What so, say you? So, after 40 Ooh, years. Marlon's of, here, too. Oh, Marlon's here. Okay. So, after 40 years of marriage, I'm finding out that my husband has been having an emotional affair, which means that he's been trusting someone else with deep secrets, things that. Right. Okay, and in addition, that's mm -hmm. in addition to an actual girlfriend he had yeah, 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. So, and she forgave him the last time. Uh -huh. But this time, although he admits that he's wrong, he's not offered, he hasn't offered an apology. Nor does he seem to her remorseful, which the question, of course, is what does remorseful look like to her? Right. But um, now, so, so, so her questions are, you know, how can it be resolved? Um, she's removed her wedding bands and, and, and so on and so forth. He says she's quote unquote overreacting. Um, and she says, how does, how does she gain his respect and how does she convince him, um, after hurting her so badly to make better choices? Okay. So let me start with this. It's time for some self-examination. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, why is he emotionally cheating? And I'm not taking his side. Don't get me wrong. But why, what am, what am I doing that is, I'm going to step back and try to assess my actions 
and to see if I have done anything that could have contributed to him doing this a second time. This time it's emotional, but we don't know if there's any physical attached to the emotional aspect. We don't know. So we're just going to go with the emotional cheating, which is him pouring out his heart and trusting somebody else. Am I taking the time to listen to this man when he tries to speak to me? Am I trying to meet him in the middle? Am I, am I, you know, doing the, what do you call it? Compromising, give and take with him. Am I doing that? So I'm going to have to ask myself honest, hard, honest questions. And I have to be honest with myself because I'm not just going to get up and complain about him. I'm going to see if I contributed in any way. That's my thing for right now. I'll start there and see what else I come up with, but it's time for some self-examination. That's my two cents. So what do you say to this person cheating on their spouse multiple times? And I'm, listen, I'm not judging here. Let me say that first because I know people be listening and say, oh, Lord, who is she? Well, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying, folks. I'm worse. not judging. Me worse. I'm saying that's why, that's why moments started with self-evaluation because that's what's been learned throughout the experiences. Yes. Now, I'm not speaking for you. I'm just saying. <clears throat> yes. Maybe she's. You, you've learned through my experiences. Let's go with that. So... For this gentleman, right, who, because from emotional cheating is just so deep for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's deeper than physical cheating. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's for me, because of the things you share when you're in these intimate emotional situations, conversations with someone else outside of your marriage or your relationship, that's deeper for me. That's an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. That's that's deeper for me. Um, physical can be a slam. I'm I'm sorry. It is what it is for me. A physical can be a slam bam, you know, and see you later. Mm-hmm. Deuces. <laughs> that's how I feel. So so now he had the physical relationship. She forgave him, and now he's having this emotional quote unquote emotional relationship. Which for me, there probably are more in between. You know, I I, I just feel once you do it, you're always going to do it. So um. So he has this emotional relationship now, and she's she's saying he's not remorseful. He, he knows she's hurt. He knows it's going to hurt her. She forgave him once, and he's not remorseful. And although I agree that there's some self-evaluation, um, she's asking, how do you convince someone how to how badly they have hurt you and get them to make better choices? You can't force this person. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. How do I gain his respect? You, you, you've already girl. lost it. Exactly. You've already lost his respect. So, the, so Rosolo, let me ask you a question. The fact that she's asking, how do I gain his respect? It exactly. seems as though he, she had it at one point and she lost it. Uh, so again, self-examination. Get them well, Did she ever it. have it? Because she didn't say regain, she said That's gain. That's true, gain, yeah, you're absolutely right, and get them to make better choices. So uh, w- when we talk about the emotional cheating, you're sharing things with somebody else that you have not shared with your partner. Can he trust you? Hmm. That's a great question. Mike, that's, and that's where, that's where I was going. Why is he so, why is he now emotionally connected to someone else where he's not showing any remorse? He's not apologizing for it. He's saying she's overreacting. So it's on her now. 
which is narcissistic behavior, but I won't go there. So, so it's, it's, she's overreacting, but why? It's always why both sides. I get she needs to look at her into herself and all of that. I get that. But why? Yeah. Why does he feel the need to share such deep and intimate thoughts with someone else? Why doesn't he feel comfortable sharing it with? There's a disconnect and it could be because of trust. So, um, let me let, let's ask the men in the room. Let That's I, I would, exactly. <laughs> let's ask the men. Uh, what would cause the men, men, men step up? Oh, well, let's see. We have Marlon and why am I seeing two Marlins? Marlon and Javette definitely got something going on, Rosolo, because every time Marlon shows up in Days After Dark, Javette's PTR changes to Marlon and then you stop. Uh -oh. <laughs> no, ma'am. You're uh, saying something wrong. Uh -uh. Don't do that. You're the only one that said that. Mm -mm. Oh my no, I'm mm -mm. telling you, I have seen Marlon twice, and one of them is Javette. And how Something I know, your eyes. Your eyes. no, no, no. And eyes. how I know it is Javette is because she's here with us. She's been here with mm. us from the start. So I'm like, that's Javette mm. next to, and I haven't done a PTR, right? So on my screen, it's Rosolo, then Javette, Sonette, then Marlon. And, but then I'm seeing. Mm -mm. I, I see two Marlins mm -hmm. too, so Thank I, I you. don't know. I see it too. <laughs> we're, we're I don't see two Marlins. Really? Well, I'm not going crazy. Javette, see two Marlins. Yeah, where do you too. see two Marlins? I don't. Okay, anyway, let's get back to yeah, yeah. I don't see. But um, I think so. How we, come all the men get on the phone all of a sudden? How come all the I men? I don't know. The, I don't know. The They're phone. having a group chat. What's I don't, what's I, what's I don't know. I don't know. Mm -mm. They're having a. Mm -mm. They're trying to see what mm -mm. to come up with, what to say, right? Um, I know who's not scared to speak. Marlon, baby daddy, how you doing? <laughs> we can't oh, hear no. you, Marlon. You're you in the matrix. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. I yeah, see I'm to go for. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking, baby mama. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad good, you called me I'm that. Good. That means I'm in your good graces. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're back on his good side, huh? So, so Marlon, did you hear the entire um, um, letter? I don't think you um, did. I I heard some of it because uh, I was little. I'm still busy. I have to go to Broward General shortly, but um, okay. I heard it, and uh, my sum up is to. Um, as you guys said it all, but there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere. Um, something is going on with both of them, and he doesn't, I don't think he trusts her to talk to her about anything. And this other person, whoever this other person is, you feel more secure or feel like you can talk to this other person more than her. So, and that's an issue, and that's a problem when, you know, when he don't trust your, when he can't talk to your other half you tend to find somebody else who will listen to you. Does the other person want him? Maybe. Or the other person just a friend because his wife not listening to him anymore. You know, so there's, there's a disconnect somewhere and if they want to be together, they want to, if they're going to stay together, they have to fix that disconnect. Because if they don't fix it, it don't make no sense be together because he's going to keep this is what the second time he's um yeah that she yeah, knows so. of that she knows of that she knows of so um, 
Yeah, if they if if she wants to be there and he wants to be there, they have to fix that disconnect. If they don't, he's going to keep doing it. So they they have to work on themselves and work on that disconnect and see where both of them going wrong to make sure that this is what they want. Because forty years with someone that's a long time. Um, I know you know things change, things happen. Um, but yeah, forty years is a life. Whew. Yeah, that's a long time. So, that's a lifetime. Yeah, it is a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they, a lifetime. They, if they if they break up now, how do, I mean, how can you start over after forty years? It's tough. I mean, you can start over, and not, nothing is impossible. But wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, they need to work on it. if if they want to be together, they need to work on it. That, that's that's my two cents. Uh, I was going to say moments, a, a few people joined since I've read the letter. Yes. So I was going to, other than the men who are hiding on the phone, yes. who heard the letter and they all make a, for me, they make a diagonal right now on my yes. phone. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just recap. Um, yes, we're doing, please do. Uh, okay. Awesome. But we're doing the first letter from, um, in days after dark, we decided to do it a little earlier. Um, so that this letter is from the, the, excuse me, the topic is wife struggles with husbands, repeat infidelity. And she, she writes, after 40 years of marriage, I just found out my husband has been having an emotional affair in addition to an actual girlfriend he had 15 years ago. I forgave him the first, the last time. This time, he has only said he is wrong, but he hasn't offered any apology, nor is he remorseful. How can this be resolved? I have removed my wedding rings and refused to go to his family gatherings. I have read that if he doesn't have remorse and ask for forgiveness... It just won't work. Moreover, he blames me for his poor, impulsive choices. Then he minimizes what he did and tells me I'm, quote unquote, overreacting. How do I gain his respect? How do you convince someone how badly they've hurt you and get them to make better choices? Signed, wronged in Delaware. And I said self-examination. She needs to, which is what I would do. I would step back from the situation and try to have an honest conversation with myself. What is it that I'm doing or what is it that I have done that could have contributed to him seeking um, to have conversation, relationships, even though it's, for what we know, emotional cheating only, meaning he he's confiding in someone else. He's telling someone else, things he should be telling me. So I'm saying self-examination. Could it be that you can't be trusted? Marlon says disconnect, right? That's what we have so far, right, Rosola? Right, Melvin Blumen said, yeah. That's what we have so far. Yeah. And I said, why? Well, on his part, emotional attachment is very, for me, is stronger than a physical um, attachment. So um, why is he choosing to, you know, go to this person? Is it, to your point, we're piggybacking on the trust issue right so, so so yeah we'd love to hear from more people so i'm gonna check to the chat real quick rose solo so mk says 15 years that's a co-wife and <laughs> i think she's referring to the other person as put <laughs> that man don't care no more anymore you're you're taking off your rings does not phase him and i agree with that i but, agree with that too yeah whether that. you have them on or have them off that's not an issue because a ring doesn't make a marriage right 
that's just a symbol that to say to the world, I'm married. Yeah. In my and MK, he hasn't been cheating for 15 years. You know, he cheated 15. Well, we don't know that part, but he cheated fifth, the first time she knows of it is that it was 15 years ago. And she's alluding to the fact that that relationship was physical. And then this one is now only emotional, but it's 15 years later. So she's not saying that he cheated throughout the whole relationship. So, Although well, I do if, believe he did. Question. But. Is it, is it an ex-girlfriend? <laughs> the same ex-girlfriend he's cheating it doesn't, with? It doesn't say that. No, it's not, it, it sounds like it's a different person. Sounds like a different oh. person, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a different person. Okay. okay. Um, they're not communicating. There's no communication. And what is a relationship without communication? Effective communication. It's quite clear. He's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it seems like a one-way street to me. He is not interested. And she is the one killing up ourself, as we like to say. Right. And as we said before, you know, when you ask questions like, how do you convince someone how badly they've hurt you and get them to make better choices? We all agreed. I mean, but we, we agree that he can't. Go ahead, Peter. Man, you caught me that fast, huh? Come off that mute button yet. Listen, let me tell you something, man. We can read all these things and we can do what we want to do and you know, make conversations about it. But that for all of for 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 this person could be a, this woman could be a psycho, you know. Yeah. A lot of things, both men and women. I'm not saying the man or the, but I'm just saying because I've seen relationships before where they got married on the wrong foundation in the beginning, uh-huh. you know, and they probably have kids and all of that stuff. And the guy's just there hanging on for dear life because he got kids, and you know. And sometimes you have to respect that, but at the same time, um, what is what is the foundation of them getting together in the first place? What foundation did they get together on? Was it a weak foundation? Because anything is weak is not going to sustain. We know that. But sometimes you're in it just for because of financial stability. Um, and you just hang in there because, you know, um, she really loves me and I really love her. But at the same time, we just, what does that love really mean? Does it mean that, is it a sexual love, an emotional love, whatever it is, you know? And you just never know how she reacts to him. Maybe they're not even having, having sex anymore. Maybe she's going through something and he says, look, two or three times she says, zero, shop lock. You know, and at the same time, how does she handle that? You know, how does she handle herself as far as him being a, more of a logical being than an emotional being? You know, what? how does she reciprocate when he's trying to get things done? We don't know all of this. But from what the letter sounds like, it sounds like she's hurt. Mm-hmm. But it hurt? We don't know if he's hurt. It doesn't have to be a physical hurt. It could be emotional, right? You know, we're hearing one side of the story. But let's just say it's the, that side we're going to go with. We, she has to question herself. Why this happened? Because I believe that if a man and a woman married, and I'm not saying I'm perfect for anything, you know, or anyone else is perfect. Right. But you should be able to, you should be able to keep each other. You know, you should be able to, you have a need, she has a need. You're supposed to fulfill each other's needs so you don't have to run and go anywhere. You know, so what is it? I mean, what is it that he can confide in someone else and not in her? 
maybe he tries to do something and he always get he's getting beat down no you can't do that and you can't do this and that so he goes to someone who sometimes can find some form of um emotional stability within within his reasoning you know because a lot of relationships they can't really reason out certain things you know they can't talk about certain things and when you find that you start talking about not let's not say it's it's like a man woman relationship let's just say social relationships there's people you can't talk to certain things about yeah. you're like talk to them about sports if you start talking to them about a book or something they start throwing their own opinions in before you even finish a sentence like you would say you know i used to i i was doing this then they would come and say like well i used to do that too and i do that too no one is asking that what you're asking for is an ear just to listen you know and if it's one of those type of person you're going to find that they go somewhere else and they 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 confide in other persons with 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 certain things because they can't relate it to you so again i agree when you said um you know you have to evaluate yourself first you know, and stop asking someone to find help for you. You need to find help yourself within your own self. Take some time off, you know, go to the beach, go, 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 to, go somewhere, go build a fort, do something with your life and figure out yourself, you know, and, um, and then reevaluate yourself. But if you're going to reevaluate yourself, what are the criterias on which you're going to reevaluate yourself on? You know, that's why sometimes they have professionals that you go to to help you see things a different way. But if you're for 40 years, you're already set in your ways and you're not going to change. You know, so I have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> you know, so so what is it? What is it she's doing that he's why he has to go somewhere else and confide in someone else? To me, the fingers is really pointing on her, you know. But I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's what it seems. Right going somewhere else to confide in the person he should trust most of most of, of all you know before anyone else why is he going somewhere else to do that great you know? points great yeah. points yeah yeah so you you said something i was going to suggest um counseling they need to go to a licensed marriage and family counselor and see you know, if they are able to get any resolution to, you know, uncover any um, instances or situations or circumstances. Because um, as you, and you also said this too, she's expressing that she's deeply hurt, but we don't know what he, we do not know what he is experiencing. And I'm done speaking. Go ahead, Rosolo. Back to you. Sorry. No, I was thinking, you want to read the next one or are we going to go to um, All right, let's, more yeah, we, we can. Okay, um, can I say something real yeah, quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jake, yes, welcome. Hello, good night. Good night. So good I'm night. here listening with somebody and, oh, look, Sonnet, oh, I go on Sonnet, just in time. So, like the woman said, right, no matter what man do, right, or no matter what woman do, rather, Right, man, always I got cheat regardless. So you know, to um, I think it's in Peter's point, is like you know, um, couples are supposed to be or uh, you know fulfill one another's needs. You get what I'm saying? I guess on face value, but I don't know effectively if that's what's happening. You get what I'm saying? So we just want to say that is there enough here, man? Don't cheat, you know. And is it inevitable? Is really what me? I think more right than no, God. Don't get me wrong, you know. I personally, right, 
have not, you know, have been in situations where we never cheat on them things. But I wonder if an accident. You get the man say, because it's based upon, you know, this notion that, you know, a woman can be the perfect woman or, you know, they've effectively, you know, exhausted every option, therapy and doing everything perfectly and whatever. And them still can't find, you know, that, that, that common ground. You know, I don't think all the time it just comes to, you know, trying to solve our work things out. I just think people just need to kind of, I don't know, I guess re revalue or, you know, re reevaluate exactly how much, you know, how, how real rather the, the situation is. They get a man because I, I don't want to say, you know, man is incapable of being faithful. But I don't want to say that, you know, every time when a situation like this happens, you know, if they can go to therapy or you get a man say, you can try to do something else. I, I think that's where I'm kind of stuck right there. Okay, Rosolo? Rosolo, you there? I'm here. I'm so sorry, moments. I was speaking on mute. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. You want me to get to the second letter? Uh, that's okay. So let us jump back to the signs of fake love, the things, the 20 differences. We're going to continue and then we can jump to the second one. All right. So Sounds what good. is your final say on this? She needs to, we got some great points, right? She oh, absolutely. We got some great points in regards to self-evaluation. I think that's always the first step, right? Analyze it. Take a step back. As crazy as, you know, it, it's hard to do. Right. We have to take a step back and, and assess the situation. And I think once we were able to do that, it's, it's really hard to do. And I get it because I've been there. It's really difficult to take that step back and say, okay, what role do I play in all of this? And, right. and what can I do or how can I change something I'm doing? Or is there anything I need to change before I go to him and say whatever I need to say and figure out why he's doing it? I need to look at myself first. And then, of course, um, with him, I think certain questions that she's asking, she's not going to get the answers to. It's the questions that she's asking for me. How do I gain his respect? And, right. and you know, how do I convince him how badly he knows you're hurt? And, you know, he's not being remorseful. So you, you have to look at that when you're analyzing the whole, and assessing the situation. You have to look at his reaction and everything and why he's reacting that way. So I think we had a lot of great points. But first and foremost, she needs to take a step back and assess the situation and understand how her role in the situation. Right, right um communication and um yes you know to jay's point the the part about counseling and therapy sometimes it's the therapy or seeking the the, the counsel of a licensed marriage therapist is not necessarily to save the relationship but sometimes it is for you to realize that hey you're really better off apart but at least you can come to that realization mm -hmm. amicably, you know, without tearing each other's eyeballs out. Because, you know, a lot of times people think that if I go to therapy, it means I'm trying to fix my marriage or fix my relationship. Not necessarily. It's just to give each other a better understanding, greater insight into what's going on. Okay, so you're not going to change. You're not going to change. You, you think you've outgrown this and we're able to now go our separate ways and then we can file for divorce. What's the term that everybody uses now? 
Irreconcilable. Irre difference. Yeah. Irreconcilable. Irreconcilable. They say, as your, as your book, your big toy, irreconcilable. Irreconcilable differences. That, that was the grounds of my first divorce. Irreconcilable differences. Heck yeah. So. Moment, Steve says, um, in my blue singer voice, it's cheaper to keep her. I don't have a blue singer voice. Yo, whoever said that is a wise man. <laughs> all right so well, i think honestly it is, isn't there wisdom in some of those things like for example right it's cheaper to keep her it is a whole I lot know, of I, I don't know i don't know if this is on the same spectrum but all men cheat and no matter what you're gonna do oh them cheat. lord <laughs> you get the i don't know like where do are we gonna draw the line like, we're gonna draw know. the line we're gonna <laughs> draw the line all right so <laughs> thank you everyone all right we're gonna jump back to um the heading of the room true love versus fake love so we started the conversation last week and just to give a quick reminder of what we covered uh let us do this real quick so the eight signs of fake love uh the person changes you you know ever since you started dating your partner all you ever hear from your friends is how you've changed uh they try to control you they don't trust you they do not prioritize you. They're emotionally distant. They seem uninterested. They don't meet you halfway and they easily give up on you. So those were eight signs of fake love. And then we started to talk about uh, the differences, 20 differences you must know between true love versus fake love. And we're going to continue there. So we, we covered true love makes sacrifices. Fake love is only a concern of itself. And we said true love is selfless. Though it does not neglect itself, it is ready to make big sacrifices just to make someone truly happy. On the other hand, fake love is selfish as it only cares for itself. We also covered true love rejoices in the truth. Whereas fake love hides in the darkness of lies and um, true love enjoys living an honest life. It cannot be comfortable with lies. It takes away your doubts and insecurities as it always shows honesty and transparency. On the other hand, fake love takes pleasure in making lies. Are you hearing me? I hope you're all hearing me. Okay. Yes. Yeah, clear, clear, clear. Okay. On the other hand, fake love takes pleasure in making lies. It is afraid to get near the light. It lives in the darkness and offers no enlightenment. And we also covered this one. True love is kind. Fake love is cruel. So true love has a big heart. It's generous and compassionate. It will give you love and care more than what you deserve. On the other hand, fake love is heartless. It will give you pain and bad treatment that you don't even deserve true love is patient fake love is short-tempered true love can endure and forgive your faults and shortcomings it will reasonably give you many chances and wait until you change for the better on the other hand fake love is also easily angered when you make mistakes it will quickly judge and punish you without even hearing your explanations. And the last one we stopped with was true love is humble. Fake love is proud. True love acts with humility. It is not interested in taking credits for itself. It admits its own mistakes and even takes responsibility 
for the fault of others. It can let itself down to lift people up. On the other hand, fake love is boastful. It's a credit grabber and excessively proud of itself. It does not admit its own mistakes, but rather blames them on others. Okay, so now we're going to continue. Number six, true love feels fulfilled, whereas fake love feels empty. True love feels complete. It feels like it already has nothing to wish for. It always enjoys every moment with you as it considers its dreams and new realities. On the other hand, fake love is not happy with you. It's greedy and unsatisfied. It always wants to have something more, something different. Huh. Has anyone ever been in that situation? Where you're not happy with the person or the person is not happy with you? As though you can never satisfy the person that you're with or they can never satisfy you. Because remember now, we're not here just pointing fingers. We're going to step back and check ourselves if we are guilty of any of these things. Because, it, yeah, go right ahead. Chief! Oh, good. You can hear me. Chief, 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 chief. <laughs> yes. Where are you, chief? Why is Chief whispering? I don't know why Chief whispering. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can hear him. Chief. No, he's there. Chief, you're there, but you're very low. So I don't know where you are. But, um. um can you hear me? Can anyone else hear Chief, or is it just me? No, no Chief's shrinking. Chief's shrinking. I don't know. Chief was normal size a while ago. It's that quiet storm voice. <laughs> it's that quiet storm voice. All right. Hey, I knew you could hear me. <laughs> I heard that for no, because what happened? It's not consistent. It comes in, it goes out. It comes in. Oh, all right. It, let me let me go out and come back in. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, true love feels complete. It always enjoys. Just... Yes, Chief. Oh. Come on, Chief. Talk to us now. <laughs> Let me do this quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, I quickies in this room. <laughs> I know that's right. That's my kind of room. Oh, All right, Lord. so listen. I know we don't want. To, let's say. Let's keep. Let's stay. Let's stay on topic because I can <laughs> flip it. All right, so, um, no. What I find curious is, I think using the term "fake love" uh-huh. actually gives people a place to hide. I know that has to resonate with somebody like if you when you use the term fake love, you give you create a place for a person who is actually manipulative or utilizing seduction or some other means to hide. Right. Because love is just uh, let me let me rephrase it. How do we define what words do we use to define God? God is. Omnipotent. Provider. Yes, God. God is love. 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. So, is there a fake God or a real God? Depends on who you ask. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh I'm well, just actually, saying. he has a point. You can't fake love. That's there. You go. That's my brother. Okay. So, it is impossible to fake love. 
when your definition of love is accurate. Because love doesn't even have an opposite because it's so complete. Mm. Right? It's, it, yeah. So anything outside the spectrum of love has to be based in ego, which is an acronym for edging God out. And if God is out, then there is no love, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so fake love versus real love. When it's actually love versus illusion. Mm, I like that. You see? Because I mean, that's really what it speak. is. Mm. It's illusion. We're talking about illusionary an illusionary subject matter where I can convince you that what you're feeling, right, that dopamine level and all of that other stuff that's happening to you biochemically is really love because I produced it. I invoked it out of you. I know how to use my voice. I know how to use my influence. I know how to use my charm. I know which cologne to wear. I know how to get what I want. So is that love or is that manipulation? Is that illusion? So I'm creating an image, an ego encapsulated identity of myself, presenting it, to, presenting it to you, and you fall in love with this ego identity without questioning whether or not it's real or fake. But how can you say that in the same sentence and then say we're going to question whether it's real or fake? Exactly. Because it comes out of yourself. Exactly. We're talking about an illusion. You have a great if, if, if you're like that. Hold on, hold on, Jay. That. Hold on one second. Go ahead, uh, Chief. Because, because yes, because what I'm saying is, I'm I'm proving that point. My opening statement was by using the term fake love, you're actually giving a place for fake love to hide, right? Which is in an illusion because you're calling it something that is actually not. You're creating existence for fakeness to exist. You're creating a space for fakeness to exist. But if 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 if, it's all, if all of that is an illusion in the first place, if you took all the qualifiers, girl, we just said God is love. So that means that's why I said, is there a fake love, or is there a real love? Just use God as the example. Mm -hmm. Is there a fake love, or is God's love ever fake? That should be easy to answer. So then what would you call it if I'm not going to even say an illusion? What do you uh, pretend? You call it fear. Think about it. People do everything imaginable to either keep from losing somebody or keep from losing themselves because of somebody. Or how about That's losing some things? Yes. Okay. So, but and what is what is that based in? Is that based in love? No, but it's not. That could it's also be naivety or just just ignorance on the other party's side, you know, or sometimes willful ignorance. You know, like you'd see it and you don't see it. If that makes any sense, right? And but what? Why do you ignore it? Because you're afraid of something. So it goes back to fear. That's why you ignore it. You ignore all the red flags. You ignore everything. Because fear takes control that you, you're afraid you're going to lose what you think is love. But if it's real love, you don't have to be afraid of it ever leaving you. Like that Indy Irie song where she, she says, um, 
if he left me today, I wouldn't be sad because it was a blessing and a lesson in just even knowing this person. That tells me that she was already so full of self-love that no amount of love that was given to her, right, could put her in a position of fear. That's real love. Like, do you think it subtracts from God when we turn away? If God is full of love, it just spills over, right? So the human condition, if we're supposed to be made in his likeness and image, <laughs> that means that we have the capacity to be that very same thing. But we have let other people and other, other thought processes define love. So our idea of it is so inaccurate. It's based in illusion. If you look at the majority of examples people have, why do you love this person? Oh, because it's some superficial stuff. Yeah. The mm -hmm. first half, half the list is going to be superficial. That's ours. So half your list is based in fakeness. Mm. Your qualifiers. When your qualifiers, yeah, your qualifiers should be everything that that the divine makes you feel like, man, I love conversing with this person. Our conversations are so divine. Our relationship, the way we interact is so divine. Hell, even when we make love, it's divine, right? Like that, that's how you process the idea of what that is. Right, even my thoughts with that last letter. Everybody said the right thing, self-reflection. That person needs to self-reflect. Right. Because she's saying, how do I earn this man's respect? That means you had to have done something to lose that respect. So self-reflection has to occur in order for you to get anywhere, because that means you just simply need to reexamine and take some losses because that relationship is done. And reexamination is going to help you bring back to you what you lost. Hopefully, you know, what I'm saying like Rose right. Solo said, that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. So you got to get back to knowing what it meant to be in love with yourself. All right. Thank you, Chief. All right, Peter. And then we're going to move on to number seven. Thank you so much, Chief. Go ahead, Peter. You know, Chief, man, let me tell you something, man. I have to give you props, bro, because there's a lot of sometimes we come on. First of all, let me say this. I'm a poet. I, maybe you guys know that. Um, when I introduced myself the yes, first time, you said it. Me, right? and there's a lot of things poets normally get in trouble to speak for everyone and not just for themselves because of the creativity. And, and when I listen to what chief is saying, it reminds me of one thing here where they use the term love is law and family's business, you know, because love is a law. You can't be in love. You can't be out of love. Love is love. And if you base something on love, then it has to be based on divinity. It has to be based on godliness. Even if you don't believe that that's God, godly, the, the, the state of godliness is not the same as God. But it, how you want to describe your own God? It's the whole thing. It's the big picture. It's everything it is. So when you say we're going to be together because of love, that's really hard to find. That's why in today's society, they, the, most of the term used, they use, which is hidden, is the term love is law, love is law, and family is business. This is why when you go uh, get married, you sign a piece of paper. You, if you love somebody truly, you don't need to sign no papers. 
what is that saying? There's a there's a chance that it might be broken, and so we have a contract. You know, so the thing is, love is law, and the law of this earth is built on the law of godliness, the law of so when you say as you rightfully say, when you say fake love, love cannot be fake. <laughs> it just it just can't be fake. What is fake is the business of the marriage that you're in. Love is not family's business. And they say a lot of people who are who have many women like to use that term. But if you really sit down and think about it, and let me just be quick here. If you really sit down and think about it, if I come and um also uh, Russell, if I come and, and meet you and, and me and you get together for the first time, we're single, right? We meet each other and we get to the first time. We form a relationship. After you form a relationship, I'm going to start telling you things and you're going to start telling things. Then we create an interest in each other. When you create that interest in each other, what happens now is we start expecting each other to, to prove that to prove that we're really we really have this interest so what we do here we, we we start engaging as far as being like husband and wife so we get engaged and then i come to you and then you give me something and what i give you as collateral and all of that stuff you know my credit is great with you it's the same thing when you go to a bank you form a relationship you get you have the plan and everything and you form you, you get an interest in it you form this thing and then next your credit is good but the day you screw up the bank calls you back money and say your credit mess up come ahead and give me back my money and all that <laughs> the, day, the day you and your relationship mess up over there we have to go form a divorce just like how you have the bank start right you and you have to take off your ring and all of that stuff give me what you're supposed to give me half and we're gone about with business all of this stuff that we're doing in this world is business everything because true love doesn't need a contract you know but guess what we have to trust each other just like business so we want to farm this piece of paper so this fake love thing that they're talking about fake love cannot be real if it's fake love, listen, you know, that's a double standard. If it's fake love, how oh, it, oh, it's supposed to be real. If it's fake, false it can't evidence. Be love. Right. False evidence appearing real. That's fear. False evidence appearing real. That's fear. You know, so, so, Chief, trust me, man. Brethren, <laughs> I got you. I got he, you, Chief. He hit it on the nail <laughs> you know? for us, right? Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Chief. The best thing for him to leave the room and come back in. <laughs> so, yes, we haven't been able to hear him properly for a while, but grateful indeed. The next one, true love is grateful. Fake love is envious. True love values its current possessions. It feels thankful and blessed to have you. It treasures what it receives from you, whether they are big or small. On the other hand, fake love is filled with envy it belittles your presence it does not treasure your gifts it always feels unlucky with you and it is always jealous of people whom it thinks have more possessions than it has you'll be in a relationship and you're looking at somebody else's relationship wishing you had that relationship because you saw the man open the car door for the person or you saw the woman bring that meal 
to the job for him. Yeah, the envy is, oh, why can't my wife bring that for me? Or why can't my man do that for me? But we're just seeing little snippets. We're not seeing the whole picture. So focus on what you have. Be grateful for what you're in. Be grateful for the person that you have. Be grateful for the little things. And if you learn to be grateful for the little things, you'll be even more grateful for the bigger things that come. But you got to start off learning to appreciate. And it doesn't have to be a tangible gift. We, we tend to think that gifts are tangible all the time. My time is a gift. That's a gift. Spending time with you uninterrupted, no distraction, no cell phone, no TV, nothing. And just us looking at each other and talking or just rubbing each other's backs or me just rubbing your back for you or something. That's a gift. But in today's society, a gift has to be jewelry or a bag or something that we can look at. And it's not really for the sake of looking at it, but more so for showing it off. All right. Um, as they say, take care of what you got. Right. True love is joyful. Fake love is bitter. True love has a cheerful heart. Its mind is filled with positivity. It feels happy to see others happy. On the other hand, fake love has a heart filled with bitterness. Its mind is filled with negativity. It always thinks that the world is unfair. It usually holds a grudge against you and the people around you. Is it fair to say that this goes beyond relationships? I think this is people in general. Do, and you wonder, you ever listen to some people talking, you wonder, do they have any love in their heart anywhere? Because they wake up in the morning and the first thing is negativity. All through the day, negative, negative, negative. They go to bed at night, negative. You call them, the first thing, something negative. How are you doing? Negative. Just negative all the time. I don't, I don't know moments because since Chief and <laughs> Peter spoke about this fake love thing, now this whole thing has me confused. <laughs> just not, stick with fake not, love. Stick with. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It it it's just you using the word fake and then you're describing it and then I'm going back to think about what Chief says and it's like I'm so confused now. Okay, so Look, let me let, let me really blow your mind if I may. No, I just, blew my, I just blew my own mind. <laughs> Don't confuse her anymore. I'm gonna here's no, what I'm no. doing, Javette. I'm sticking wait, to the wait. term. I'm wait till moment to the term. Wait really. You can stick. You can stick to the term. It's just I had an epiphany as you were talking, and I and, and it took me back to my expression about God, and now I get it. I answered my own question about is there a fake God or a real God? So if these bloody English people <laughs> will follow me, follow me, translated the Hebrew text, right? And I'm gonna throw the Greek Romans in to them ratchet Romans. If they trans if they if they translated the word and they said, My God is a jealous God then you just created a fake God if the translation is inaccurate because you did not translate it from Hebrew. So I answered my own question. So somebody can make 
something that is supposed to be pure, supposed to be whole, fake. So to call to say I have a jealous God and God is love, isn't that a contradiction? Yo, can, can I answer that question? Yes, please. Hey, Chief, how's it going, man? You're a very intelligent brother, man. So I'm glad that we can actually speak on this level. And based on the fact that you're even asking these questions, you're on a logical level, right? But I'm going to begin anything I'm going to say, right, to say that the word is logical. Logic is not the word, if that makes any sense, right? So God is the direction, and God gives the direction. So anything that's out of that word is not logical, if that makes any sense. You get what I'm saying? Javed, are you confused now? <laughs> uh, I actually this is this is and... now this 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 just kind of made it confusing, right? So my whole point is right. Like we're try we're trying to be we're trying to be logical, right? You get what I'm saying? Talking about um, like you said, you know, fake love. But listen, right? Even God said that, hey, when it's written in the scriptures, right? The same direction that we're talking about. That hey, if you heard that I came back, right, and I'm over there, and you heard that hey, you know God is over there, don't go. That's a trap. Don't go. You will be fooled. You will. It's a guarantee that if you go, you will be fooled. Just don't go. That is direction. And since the beginning of time and existence in man, it's always been a direction, right? And that same direction, like we were talking about earlier, right? cannot be fooled that's just in my opinion you get what i'm saying since we're talking about god right so Bless her. so what so um here's what i'm gonna for the sake of this right because i don't want to lose my listeners to you know like huh what's going on okay so fake love cannot be fake let's keep it simple the, the, yeah pretty much what everybody um peter is saying or what uh jay is saying or what chief is saying love cannot be fake right so but for the want of the conversation and the topics um what they're trying to do is make a comparison if you're feeling this then what you're feeling is true love but if you're feeling this the love that you think you're feeling is not real but they just have to shorten it and say fake love you okay javette Hey, can I say one more thing, moments? Yes. The last oh, thing I want on. to say hold is... Hold on, let me, let me get Javette's response first, Jay. Hold on. Because Reno, I don't, I don't even want to say anything. I just want to say one more thing, right? And it's just that remember that you can still be fooled by the false love. And that's the point that, you know, I really wanted to kind of get back to, you know? So it's not about, it's not a matter if it's fake or not, you know? You can still be fooled. So it's all about the direction, you know, I think, to me. All right. Go ahead, Javet. I got you moments. We're good. We're good. Okay. All right. So true love is joyful. Fake love is bitter. True love has a cheerful heart. Its mind is filled with positivity. It feels happy to see others happy. On the other hand, fake love has a heart filled with bitterness. Its mind is filled with negativity it always thinks that the world is unfair. It usually holds a grudge against you and the people around you, right? And we went through that one. Uh, true love is respectful. Anything out of that 
is not true love. It's fake love. True love will respect your opinions, your decisions, and even your ambitions. It will also honor you as a person. On the other hand, fake love is arrogant. It doesn't care about what you think and what you feel. It considers you as an inferior person who is not worthy of any consideration. And again, this is not just subject to relationships, one-on-one -on -one relationships, but in life in general. If you find that you are around people who are constantly disrespectful, constantly disregarding your opinions, your concerns, not allowing you to be able to express yourself, you may want to think twice about that, right? And it, you don't have to be intimately involved with someone to respect them, to respect their opinions, their decisions, their ambitions. You don't have to be intimately involved to honor someone, right? If you find that you're around people who are arrogant and never caring, um, those people struggle with love and they need to examine themselves. And if it is us, let us again, because remember, we never want to exclude ourselves from the equation. These conversations are meant for us to grow, for us to do the self-examination that we're telling the lady in the letter she needs to do. All right. So if we're finding that we're constantly disregarding other people, we're not a, a true expression of what love is supposed to be. We're not a representation of what love is supposed to do all right or what it's supposed to look like uh and true love protects fake love hurts true love may give you pain but it always protects you from anything that will make you suffer in the long run it will defend you from things that will corrupt you it will shield your relationship against things that will hinder its growth on the other hand, fake love will give you false satisfaction. And I think you gentlemen brought that up, which lasts only for a short time because you can only fake it for so long. You know, this thing about fake it till you make it, I'm not a hundred percent on that. I'm sorry. I believe in keeping it real, right? False satisfaction will only last for a short time. Eventually, it will give you a toxic relationship and destroy you as a person. So Chief, Peter, and Jay, you were headed down. You, well, you, you all alluded to that, right? Um, true love is righteous. Fake love is foolish. True love is wise and mature. It is discreet in making decisions and actions. On the other hand, fake love is a it is childish and narrow-minded. Its actions are reckless, inconsiderate, and only based on its self-righteousness. Why am I reading this and I'm thinking about people who are self-centered? And I'm like, wow, sounds like that. But it's not that obvious for some reason. It's not. It's not. That's true. I think you have people. What was the word that was it chief or was it Peter who used the word manipulate? People have. Yeah, I yeah. So people have learned the art of manipulation. And you know something? We all know how to do it. Every single one of us. Think about your children. 
watch your child when they're a baby. They know that from early on. They know if they cry, so they cry, you give them what they want. So now they're like, aha, uh -huh. I want it again. I don't get it. If I cry, I'm going to get it. So you're learning the art of manipulation from a very early age. How to do what you need to do to get what you want. Remember that movie Players Club? <laughs> Use what you got to get what you want. We all know how to do that very well, whether we want to admit it or not. But we have to know how to control it. Definitely have to know how to control it. That manipulation thing. And you have people who play a damn good role. And there, there is one celebrity. Um, he's an older gentleman. I'm not going to call his name. He's a comedian. I think he's being manipulated. But he is smitten by beauty. And the person he's with has done a damn good job to play a good game, if you ask me. And others might disagree. But when I look at the history, her history, and I look at the timing of the, that, you know, for those who are not familiar with how they met, I'm not calling no names, but he was doing a show. There was a table. He started the show. There's a table to the front of the stage. It was empty. Two chairs were there, but it was empty. And in the middle of the set, in delivering his set, she walks in with her friend. And they walk right down to the front of the stage and take their seats. And he's smitten. You know, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous. She's beautiful. And he stops the show and he says to her, you're going to be my wife one day. She was calculating, if you ask me. And to this day, she's still calculating. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh, wow. And a lot it's, of... Call name. No, I'm not calling it's, any names. We're in council world. Can I call the name? <laughs> you, can can call it, you can put it in the chat. <laughs> it ain't Ike, is it? What? Tina, she's a comedian. It's in the uh, chat. It's in the uh, chat. It's in okay. the chat. It's in no, the chat. S H. Initials are S H. Oh. <laughs> it's in the chat. Check the chat. For my folks maybe she's manifesting. She's just manifesting. That's all. <laughs> manifesting from one was it was it one brother and then to an uncle or a brother to a cousin? But yeah, she she knew what wow. she was doing. Right. Yeah, and she's so, manifesting. Yeah, and First <laughs> manifesting. Manifesting. You're something else, Chief. You know First what? Three man. You are something else. But here's the thing. There are people who have mastered the art of manipulation so well that they can fool even themselves. You have people who sit down and absorb soap operas. And start to live that way. And they think that's real life. Right? So people can be very convincing. And be very fake. But they're good at it. You, you, you're good at your job, right? If you've been on your job. Javette, you've how long have you been dealing with numbers? Too long. Too long. 
you probably can deal with numbers in your sleep. It's second nature for you. Well, manipulation is just like that. People have mastered the art of manipulation. They know exactly what to say, when to say, so that they can get what they want from you. I'm learning how to manipulate my voice <laughs> on this app. And I, think, and I, I think you've mastered that. I think, I think you've mastered that. <laughs> right? True love protects. It protects. True love is righteous. True love knows and understands you. True love knows you as a person. It makes efforts to know everything about you so it can love you even better. Not what you can do for them. Rosola, your mic. True love. Probably stepped away from her. Let me mute her mic for her. Yeah, so true love takes the time to get to know you, the person. What makes you smile? What makes you quiver? If I touch you there, you know, you know, I'm starting to think about that song anyway. Yeah. It's not concerned about the tangible. It's about your emotions. So again, we're going back to how something makes you feel. Yes. Not whether the the I just lost the word and I had it. What's being portrayed to you is real or not. It's how you feel about what is being given, said, or done to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're done? Thought you had more to say. You had me all wrapped up in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. That's that manipulation. No, actually, that was a great summary. It was like, okay, <laughs> it's like what you think is going that on was versus what's actually that going on, and then that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh gosh, Javette. Yeah, yeah. True love knows you as I mean person. it's it's a it's it's a perfect summary of the topic. It's like that that we've been asking these questions not today, and we damn well ain't gonna finish these questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let yeah. me <laughs> Yeah, but um so true love trusts. True love does not doubt too much. True love has confidence in you. It trusts your decisions and actions. It is positive for you. On the other hand, love that is not real does not trust you. Its heart and mind are exceedingly filled with negativities about you. It's loyal. True love has a strong commitment to you. It will avoid temptations, Jay. And will never try to cheat on you. On the other hand, fake love is always and will always be a cheater. Now, here's the thing. Nobody is blind. 
you you work hours long hours around other people someone may try to come on to you but you don't have to give in you have to know what you have do you value what you have and if you truly love and value what you have you're not even going to give the person who is trying to come on to you the time of day yes you can see the person probably is attractive has a nice shape has a nice personality you're not blind you're not deaf you're not dumb but you have to know where you stand you have to know how to avoid those temptations value what you have it's not easy nobody says it is people said oh if you're blind you'd never look at another woman is he blind you're going to tell me the woman is walking across and he's not going to see the woman walking right in front of him? Are his sensory skills locked off? Because if they're locked off, even you don't appeal to him. But it's about self-control. Making sure that you don't put yourself in compromising situations. So that you're breaking your commitment right so it is possible to be loyal not all men cheat jay all right <laughs> true love is faithful true love depends and believes in you despite your weaknesses and shortcomings on the other hand fake love needs to have 100 percent assurance that you are dependable before relying on you or believing in you and true love is hopeful yeah, true love includes you in its future and sees you as a person it wants to be with for the rest of its life. That is why it never gives up fighting for you and your relationship. On the other hand, fake love has no permanent plans for you. Thus, it doesn't treat you as important and it easily gives up on you. Ask somebody, where do you see us in the next five years? And hear what they say. See how they respond. Where do you see us in the next 10 years? What plans, do you know, what goals do we, you know, you have set for us? Hear what they say. True love acts without trembling. It is not just all talks and promises. It's not even all about mere actions. True love acts with passion, excitement, and energy. It always wants the best for you. It is afraid to let you down. On the other hand, fake love is nonchalant towards you. It leaves you with excuses instead of fulfilling its obligations to you. And true love loves itself. True love grows a relationship. And true love lasts forever. It's more than physical and material. It lives on even lovers are already apart or even after they die. The great story of true love is the true lover's big sacrifices continue to inspire people generation by generation. On the other hand, fake love is only after the flesh. They only want to hit it and quit it, folks. Remember I said this, was it in, in Days After Dark or did I sit in coffee until 
that if you want to know if a man really check for you ladies tell him you're seeing a period if he don't come around him no business about you he only want to know that he can have sex with you that's it mm. i have a question when you're finished with your list done we made it to number 20 <laughs> so we'll take your question and then we'll head right back on over to rosolo for the next letter it's my favorite number <laughs> my football number so okay go ahead javette so the context of love we're speaking right now is relationship between man or woman right yes okay because i was trying to equate it to a relationship of a parent who says they love their child but has never been able to show that love to the child is that real love or fake love or we can't use the word fake. Um, could it be that not, now if they've never shown love to the child, excuse me, it could be, um, I'm just thinking here, okay? It could be for various reasons. One, they were never taught what love is. They never experienced love from their parents. Two, it could be a child from a relationship that was that went sour and you know you're left with this child and you're not re because you're not in love with the person or the person is no longer with you you pass you project everything onto this child so you're not expressing love so and what there's another reason that was on the tip of my tongue and i lost it but there could be, but a lot of what we spoke about, Javette, can be equated to outside of a relationship, I feel. How do you, what do you think? So, can I address that? Yeah, sure. So, I think when it comes to parental, the parental expression of love to a child, to their child, we have to look at we have to look at love like a glass of water, right? And if a parent has only been given a fourth of a cup of love, that parent can only give the capacity of love that they have to give. It does not mean it's not true love. It means that is the capacity that they have to give. It's really that simple because a parent is going to give what they have the capacity to give. They can't give any more than that, right? So we really, ha and so let's, let's say that that cup got contaminated with some dirt or some pain or some trauma or whatever, and she now has to sift you love, right? Because the water's not that clean. So, or he or she, or that father or mother, they have to sift that love, that, that glass of water, and give you the dosage of love that is the most healthiest that they can give you. So they will say, I love you. You may not see that capacity because you are you have comparative means, like you have the ways to measure that based on somebody else's experience because you have not yet been that person who can, you know, until, it's like, you know how you hear people say, well, it wasn't until I became an adult that I really realized what my parent was operating with. Right. Then you became more forgiving as an adult because you saw them giving the best that they had to give. Right. That's is that's the capacity. 
even if we took it back to relationships, romantic relationships. That's what I was we just see, to ask. Yeah, we see the red flags and we still, we think we can add to somebody else's cup that you expect them to give back to you when they already had a deficit. Like, what sense does that make? You know what I'm saying? Like, we now, we, now we're, we're giving ourselves an illusion, right? But when your own cup is, if we took every one of those uh, moments, if we took every one of your examples of true love or real love, and applied it to ourselves, we would be immune to criticism and flattery. Like you wouldn't need anybody to confirm you. You would never get the big head and you wouldn't be hurt by criticism because your, your value, your evaluation of yourself would be such that you really could navigate through life in a very decent way. You would even appreciate when you make mistakes because you know you have the, the ability to get up then you fall in love with yourself again. Like, wow, I can't believe I just fell in that big ass hole and I actually got up from it. And you celebrate yourself. Why do you do that? Because you got you, you already, your capacity is huge. You know, and some people do have that capacity and they can love a lot of people and it don't have to be romantic. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's judged as such. Right. So those people deal with envy, jealousy, hatred, you know, like that, like that, that person who walks into a room is just full of life and love. You can they ooze self love, and then you got two kind of people. Those people are gonna just like, man, if I could just have a little bit of that. Then you got those that'll be like, I wonder who, who the hell they think they are. Those are the two responses you're gonna get. I hope that to helps. love. Oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that helps, <laughs> no, that's, that's Hope that that's helps. Good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So. Letter number two, Rosolo, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Take it away. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Letter number two is courtesy of Dear Abby. And letter number two is topic, navigating old and enduring new relationships in a new marriage. And it reads, I recently, <laughs> I recently married Joel a man I love very much. While we have our differences, we are solid in the knowledge that we love each other and are in this marriage for the long haul. Our wedding pictures just arrived, and after going through them together, I asked my husband to create a digital album to share with our family and friends as I'm very busy with work. I just had a moment to look through the album he created and saw he had omitted a picture of me, of my male best friend, quote-unquote Logan, and me hugging as Joel and I left the reception. It was a very special moment for me because I grew up with Logan and consider his family an extension of mine. When I explained this to my husband, he expressed that he understands. I feel very hurt that this picture was omitted. Joel has expressed in the past that he isn't comfortable with my hugging males who are not family members. It has been a point of contention between us. And after a couple of long talks on the subject, I thought we had, a, had reached a resolution. Before the wedding, I found out Joel still had, still had pictures of ex-girlfriends in his phone. When I confronted him about it, he said he kept them for memories, but would delete them, which he did. Now that we're married, I've noticed he brings up his past dating life a lot. I've asked him to stop, but he keeps doing it. I feel like this is, there's a double standard. 
I must, I must distance myself from my male friends, but Joel gets to keep his connections with his ex-girlfriends. I don't know how to approach this with him because it's so early in our marriage. I could use some advice. Signed, upset, newlywed in Texas. <laughs> Why she had the to be in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> ah, do as I say, not as I do. Um. Ah, uh, yeah. They need to have a serious ahead, conversation. They need to have a conversation. Um, here's the thing. There's... You can't tell some you can't control somebody. True love is not controlling. It really isn't. True love is not a, about telling somebody you can't do this, you can't do that. No, you're not no 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 no. That's not what true love is about. What 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 is his insecurity why he doesn't want you hugging males or male friends or anybody who is a man? outside of your family why did he remove the photo of you and your friend hugging but yet in his phone he has his ex-girlfriends to me sounds as though he's guilty of something and he's trying to cover it up by projecting his insecurities onto her. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm done for now. You know what this sounds like? Sounds like this man's a genius. Jay. <laughs> uh, he's right on. Right on. What? <laughs> you gotta protect all. Listen, right when 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 you're growing ganja, right? You gotta move when 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 it's time to like for for the for the time you know when it's mature and start to you know. Because you have male and female ganja, right? You have to move all the males from around your ganja, you know? Because you know what? It's going to seed up. So, you know, I don't want any of my women, them, you know, to get seed up. You get the answer? <laughs> you got to move the men from. <laughs> You got to move the men from around them. Yeah, but if you're going to do nature. that, it's no, natural. But, but, it's no, natural. No, 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 It's no, natural. No, 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 Jay, because you're not going to tell me what to do and then you're not doing the same thing. Respect goes both ways. If you want me to not hug men outside of my family, well, I don't need you maintaining relationships with your ex-girlfriends. Now, I'm not saying you're on the phone with them, but the mere fact that you have them in your phone, that you can scroll and look at them and keep going down these trips down memory lane, and chances are you are talking to them. I think that's wrong, too. That is disrespectful, and true love is not disrespectful. It's, it's give and take. If you don't want me hugging them, well, you get rid of the photos. Plain and simple. You're not going to isolate me so that you can carry on your deeds because that's what a lot of people do. They try to isolate, and that's a sign of a toxic situation. They will isolate you from family, isolate you from friends because they don't want you, by chance, buck them up anywhere while they're carrying out their deeds. Thank you. <laughs> I will stick with, I don't want none of them to get seed up. 
and that is my final. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say that's not what Jay thinks. So let me ask this question. Let me let me really ask this question. Didn't she know about this before they get ma got married? Exactly. That's my question. So well. the thing is, what oh, I'm you're not still here. I was actually gonna reference something that you said earlier. Go ahead, Peter. Yeah. The 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 the. This there's a thing there's a thing called you know when someone master or you can persuade somebody to do something well there's a thing they call that's called persuasion the persuasion comes before the persuasion and that's recently been discovered you know and people are studying it and using it a lot now you know and it's to get someone is is the in a nutshell, it is really to get someone to accept you and like you before you persuade them to accept you. And if this is what it sounds like, you know, I'm, you know what? Here's 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 the issue I'm at, me personally is having right now, is that I'm saying this, but if you really, really, really think about it, and I'm not agreeing, trying to keep agreeing with Chief, but Chief is right. Was it Chief? Who said that? That the guy's a genius. Because the fact that this girl totally lost her self-esteem, totally lost everything about her, and got married to this guy who knew about these problems before she got in the marriage, and she's complaining. She went on it in a, on a terrible foundation. And it's not going to last because there, there will never be trust. There was no trust going in. You know, so I think she, I think she, this this girl is she got she got caught. You know, he he really gave her did a number on her. You know, and for you to see these things before your wedding, things that are questionable. And you still go ahead and get married. Do you don't see something is wrong with that? See, see, this this is why I said previously, fear. You will void out love in the name of fear. She said, I am afraid to confront him because she feels like she's going to lose something that she does not possess within herself. It wouldn't even be an issue for her. Right? She would know exactly what to do and how to do it. In fact, she would do it so gracefully, she could make him think it was his idea for her to leave. That, but that fear, fear will always choke out love like weeds if you allow it to exist. Love has to be like a rose bush, right? Because it can grow through concrete. It has to have that kind of tenacity that kind of strength but when it's based in fear like she 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 was very clear in the opening of her letter why she made the decision why she's in the predicament that she's in and it's really simple she's in a state of fear and fear cannot bring about a harmonious loving chief are you there okay not hearing chief chief we lost you um but rosolo or is it me? Rosolo? 
anybody else hearing me? Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? I'm not. Are you all able to hear me? What did you say, Chief? It's her iPhone? Yes. No, it's my You're internet in the... connection. No. Are you hearing yeah. me? Yeah, it's my You're internet. You're in the matrix. Yeah, it's my internet. It's um, it's not my iPhone. Whatever, Chief. <laughs> With your droid You're still in the matrix. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for it to come back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm waiting for it to come back. So, so... <laughs> So I was saying before I had my sneezing attack, um, a sneeze attack. Did anyone have Marlon? Are you available? I didn't. I'm not sure if you're able to speak on the second letter, or anyone else who has any I comments. Not, I did not hear the letter, so okay. I, uh, see, I didn't hear it. I was doing something. I I agree with um, Peter. Uh, it was an issue prior to her walking right. down the aisle with him. And she totally ignored it, thinking that maybe things would change once they get married. And he has shown that, no, nothing has changed. And I think that happens often as well, Javet. I think that happens too often, that we don't have the necessary conversations we need to have prior to walking down the aisle. And we realize, you know, out of fear, to Chief and Peter's point, that, you know, a fear of losing the relationship. And I know that we have this stigma with women that we should be, quote unquote, married by a certain time and, quote unquote, have children at a certain time. And when we don't, we I've, I've seen women rush into, I did it, rush into marriage after a certain age, um, even though there are red flags there, you know, just because you want, you don't want to be part of that statistic of being over 35 or a certain age and no children or, you know, or, or not married. So uh, I think sometimes that fear just, it, it just, it, drives you to just do you know make these illogical decisions and when you're stuck in it you don't know what to do you can't get out of it and i think that's where she is right now so and it's and it's not just women men do it too i mean because think about this if he showed up if his insecurities showed up right after they got married that means that he presented an illusionary version of himself that was probably full of confidence, full of security because he wanted to gain her, right? So he knew he had to show up a certain way. Then once he acquired her and he saw what appeared to be a challenge to his, his pride lands, <laughs> it showed up. was already present but it was present for him and he it it it, it, it acted out itself and she's looking at it now she has to look at it you know so my question is will we always have enough time to ask all the questions or is it just kind of like how I go about dating? There are just going to be some things when I see the red flag right away, I'm going to speak on it. 
And then there's some where it's like, it's not as bad. So you have your, like your real deal breakers. Like, like to me, this, this question she's asking or this issue she's having was one of her deal breakers, but she ignored it. I think I, I, that's a great question, Jareba. I think we need to understand the difference. We don't want, you know, when, we, when you say don't take all your baggage, well, don't ask too many questions. Don't interrogate the person as well. You know, you're going to, you're not going to, you're not going to see all the red flags, you know, or all the yellow flags, quote unquote. But when you do see them to your point, you're going to want to communicate and address them instead of ignoring. I used to ignore the red flags and just kept moving through them, you know, and you can't do that. You You have to speak to them. You have to have a candid conversation about it. Yeah. You know, address whatever is happening. So I think you and make I a great point. And I don't mean like, you know, immediately, like in the first know, couple know, of months. No, yeah. As time goes by, you, you're just going to have some deal breakers See, that you just don't want to live with. I'm sorry, Peter. That's the mistake. That's the mistake when women make. Right. I'm, and I'm, I'm being very frank. That is the mistake women make. Because what you do, you're still basing it in fear. Like, don't come so... Women women have a gift, right? That gift is gracefulness and femininity. And a man will fall into the honeycomb for that. Right? Gracefulness and femininity. You ask a man a question, any question, with grace and femininity, it's like truth serum. I ain't giving up the goods, brothers. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's I like true serum. I all right. And you can put yourself in a position because it, it, there should be a point where your your courting phase should be friendship anyway. Right? It should be friendship level. Where we're saying, hey, let's have conversations like we do in, in this in this room. Like I would if I I was dating right now, I would invite somebody to this room and I would bring them on stage. Oh, I've done it several times. Y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know. (laughs) You know, because you want to know what are you, what are your true thoughts? And you got nothing to lose because you're, your friends who have the potential to be more. Right. And then you can have more deeper dialogue after the room is over. Right. And be like, so what did you think about that? And how do you feel about that? Right. Then you start to learn some things like that's clever. If you want to manipulate somebody, do something like that, because really not manipulation is it's it's whatever you need it to be. It's Rubik's Cube. And that's what I call it. You're lining all the colors together. So you you have every right. Because we're humans and we do self-preserving things. Right. And that's a way of preserving yourself and, and, and expecting like you should. You should want that for yourself. Just as you say, uh, you know, like Rose Solo was saying earlier, the hard part is looking at yourself. Okay, well, let's do, you should, you should be willing to do some of the hard work. And if that's, if that's somebody is your friend, you should want them to be the best version of themselves. So it shouldn't be so difficult. But if you're being manipulative, then you probably should fear this interrogation process, right? Because you're going to get called out. You're going to get discovered. When you could just be honest and say, I'm, I'm really curious about what your brain looks like, like what your thoughts look like, what your emotions look like, then that's an authentic relationship. And that person 
would could will actually value you or be afraid of you simply because they're afraid to look at themselves. Simplicity. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Chief. Thank. Go ahead, Peter. Go ahead. We're going to wrap it up in a few moments. Is back. I think she has her internet. She's going to wrap up. But go ahead. I see your mic open. Go ahead, Peter. Um. So <laughs> this is this is. I'm really, really loving this. I know it has to end at some point, but um, I'm working and listening at the same time. Um, you know, the two biggest investment we do in our lives at certain times, the two biggest investment someone can do is one, buying a house. And the next one is getting married. You can't not agree with that. And the thing is, when you're buying a house and you're getting a loan, and I'm saying this from a broker standpoint because I'm a broker too, right? You're buying a, a house. There's certain things that you perform when you're taking out a loan. You make sure the person have, um, you put some money down in escrow. That's what they call the engagement. And then you have an inspection period and you have an appraisal before you can close the deal. But think about it. If you put, if you deal with marriage the same way, you get engaged, you have an inspection period and you have an appraisal period before you close the deal and say, yes, let's do it. This is what's missing out of all of these marriages that's going on, you know? So, a lot of times we have to look at it this way. We are all here to satisfy ourselves. That's it. There's not nothing else. If you don't feel good today, it's a bad day. But the day has nothing to do with anything. It's just you not feeling well. You're not get satisfied. So these type of psychological mess ups where marriage begin on, and people are are feeling not feeling satisfied because he's doing something or she's. It's just a bunch of people not being educated properly before they get into these relationships. Wow. Because I, I'm sure all of us have problems at some point, you know, and we can't say our marriage or if you're single, well, you can't say your relationships are perfect. Oh boy. Perfect. You know, I haven't I'm met one you... perfect relationship as yet. A perfect relationship. Hold on a second, Peter. Can you, know, you guys so, hear me? Are you hearing um, me? Are you hearing me? That's it me? for me. Are you guys hearing me? Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Are everyone. Are you guys hearing me? We're hearing you. There oh, you go. She's back. Talk about technical difficulties. I'm telling you. Thank you, AT&T Fiber. You are the bomb.com. What would I do without you? So here's the thing. I could hear you guys. I'm hearing you guys, but you can't hear me or anything. Um, internet was going in and out. But this was an amazing conversation. Great points were made by everyone. Uh, I appreciate the perspectives and the analogy. This last one here um, with relation to the um, house, purchasing a home. Um, and I'll say this and then I'll have to go to the closing. If we applied our business sense to our relationships, they would make more sense. And that's, yeah. The effort we put into, we're so cautious with business 
we're so cautious with buying a home. The example, the last example that was just used, courtesy of Peter. It, we're so careful with that. We're dotting our I's, crossing our T's. We're asking the questions that we think are valid. We have people asking us, did you ask this or suggesting we do this? Why don't we do the same things with our relationships? Is any house perfect? No. Is any relationship perfect? No, but we have to exercise the 2020 rule. Going to do the wrap up on air for QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Please bear with me, Clubhouse. I will be right back. Yeah. Yeah. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone for coming to Days After Dark on Clubhouse. It was certainly a pleasure. This would not be possible without each one of you. Of course, I have to give a big thank you to my co-hosts, Sanaj Rosola and Marlon for joining me as always tonight's episode of days after dark was streamed live on qmzradio.com and johnoradio.com remember for quality music while you work or play log on to qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day and download the Jano radio app today J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Coming up in the morning, it is Coffee and Toe, world news on the go. Live on QMCRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And we have a new time. We're starting at 9, but now we are doing a four-hour stretch we take it up to 1 p.m. Eastern. We listen, right? You ask, we provide it. And 7 p.m. Eastern, tune in to JanoRadio.com, QMZRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and a lot. Tune in. I almost said login. Tune in on the FM dial, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester for the Rose Solo Show. That's when they smile in my face. Thank you once again to everyone that made this possible. Couldn't do it without you all. This was a Moments with Me Media Production. Have a good night, everyone. Please get some rest. Be safe. Catch you next week. Same time, same place. 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. I've been down so long, it look like up to me. They look up to me. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Straight up to my face.